0: What up, my friend? Coach Polybar here from Coach's Corner. I want to thank you for joining me for conversation nuggets and tips that will set you free. If this content is bringing you any value today, I want you to do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at identityofonecoaching@gmail.com. at gmail.com. With that being said, it's time to dive in so that you can be set free. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to another episode of Coach's Corner Podcast. I am Pauly Barra, lead pastor of Set Free Life Ministry. And so, as the intro said, you can reach me at setfreelife.net. You can get all my resources and all that stuff from my website. But most importantly, we are going to share a story today from a very good friend of mine, Evangelist Tabitha Struthers. And this story right here is gonna knock your socks off. And so you can actually follow her as well. On uh, talking with Tabitha on Facebook. All right. So go and follow her page like her page uh, because she brings some some interviews herself. She brings some nuggets. And most importantly, she is a woman of God that has gone through some adversity and gone through those things in life that that can actually help you also be set free. And so if you're coming in on the replay, hashtag replay and let us know that you're here. We got Minda Ayala all the way from Salem, Oregon, saying good morning and typing a one. And so we're going to get right into this topic this morning. I'm going to say a real quick prayer and then we're going to kick this conversation off. And so, Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. We thank you for um, your word. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for salvation. And Father, we thank you for technology, being able to uh, come together and bring a word, bring something for the people to help them have freedom, help them understand that in adverse situations, that that when your hand is upon us, we have nothing to worry about, but walk in your grace. And so Father, right now, we release your blessing and your presence into the atmosphere. And we ask that you would bless this broadcast. Give us the words to speak today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 So,
0: yeah. So, Tabitha, do us a huge favor, my friend, and let us know where you're coming in from, where we can find you and a little bit of a testimony. And then we're going to dive right into this conversation.
1: Well, um, thank you for having me. I don't know. Is that my echo or your echo?
0: I don't hear no (laughs) echo.
1: (laughs) I I hear echo. I'm sorry.
0: Let me mute. um,
1: I'm calling in or jumping in here from South Carolina, all the way from the biggest city in South Carolina, Chester, South Carolina. It's really not that big. We are really, really small, but it's home and I love it. So yeah, I'm from South Carolina. Um, I am a minister of the gospel. I'm an ordained minister, been ordained since... um, 2018 license um, since 2008 I am a mother I am a grandmother I never you know knew what grandparents talked about you know it was I was like oh my god you know they're really just going crazy over these little snotty-nosed kids but listen I have two beautiful grandchildren so now you know the kids you know my son you know one of the sons he's like uh, you know you just Fall all over this baby. Yes, it's not about you anymore. It's all about the baby. But nonetheless, I have a a master's in biblical studies. I am an advocate for fibromyalgia, an advocate for social injustices, uh, because you just don't want to see people being done wrong. Um, And then I had a cousin who was murdered by two police officers um, November of 2000. And. 19. So that was very devastating to my family. I'm a caregiver, um, to two family members, host of talking with Tabitha and soon to add Arthur to my repertoire.
0: That is so, so awesome. That is awesome. I can't wait to uh check out the book and you're so right about, uh, you know, grandparents and stuff. I'm not a grandparent yet. But I see like my brother and I see other family members that now have grandkids. Um, They just uh, um, adore the kids a little bit more, (laughs) a little bit more than their own kids. Um, And so I can't wait for those moments, my wife and I. And so I love what you just said right now about being a voice and an advocate for those who have fibromyalgia and being that voice for others that are in a place in life um, that are being treated um, unjustly. And so break that down for us about your story from 2001 or wherever you want to begin of how you were able to help others, even through your adverse situation, um, get through those those tough times.
1: Well, um, in 2000, well, of course, in 2001 is when I was actually diagnosed with uh, fibromyalgia. My great grandmother at the time, which, you know, we call Big Mama, I think a lot of uh, families, especially African-American families, you know, have that big mama. And, she, you know, my great grandmother, uh, she would always say, be careful what you pray for. And at the time, my husband was an over the road driver. You know, we had our trucks and I was still working. We had three children and they were really small at the time. And I was You know just dread getting up to go to work in the morning and i was like god i want to stay at home and just be at home with my kids and she said well be careful what you pray for you better be specific in your prayers i didn't understand that at the time but i started getting up in the mornings and i would just hurt feel like i had the flu you know all the time that achy hurting feeling and um then by the time i would get home in the afternoon and you know this time i'm 22 23 years old and you know, just by the time I would get the kids home and just barely making it through their homework, um, my daughter at the time, because she was the one that was really in school, and I'm like, why am I so tired? Why am I drained? And, and I'm like, Okay, God, now, you know, because I talk to God like I'm talking to you. And I'm like, okay, God, now you you gotta help a sister out because I'm not understanding what's going on with my young body. I'm supposed to have all this energy and everything. Because, of course, we say, you know, you're too young to hurt. You're too young to have this. And, you know, I noticed the tingling and numbness in my feet and hands. And, you know, I noticed um, like knots would come up on my arms and, you know, shoulders and things like that. So I'm saying, okay, this is not good. And my husband and I always. And I thank God that we complemented each other with the entrepreneurial spirit, because even during this time, we were opening up a restaurant. So him, you know, working, driving and um, then myself, you know, working. And I'm like, you know, this is maybe this is it. So I was preparing that once we got the restaurant open, I was coming out, out of work that way. And so we did. I was able to do that. But how many of you know that having your own business, that really is not coming out of work, you know? So I'm saying, God, something is still wrong. And one morning, uh, because we had a business partner, which was his uh, friend from the Marine Corps, and both of them named Tony. So he came up from Georgia, and they're saying, We're going to give you the day off. And I'm thinking, I'm a mom. You never get the day off, but, you know, you don't have to go to the restaurant i wake up that saturday morning and i go to turn over to get the phone to check on them and i couldn't move like my whole left side i couldn't move so i just knew i had a stroke and it took me 20 minutes to try to turn over to call my husband and so when he got home you know of course we're going to the hospital and all this stuff and you know after numerous doctor, to doctor appointments and x-rays and all of this, you know, he said, well, I can't find anything wrong with you. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? This has to be something. So me being me, I'm researching and I'm on the in- internet and I'm asking all these questions. And I noticed he had something in my file, myalgia. Well, what in the Sam Hill is that that's Japanese or something? Because who has ever heard of this? And one of the doctors at the, at the time, and, and I truly believe that God places people in your life for reasons and seasons, because this nurse practitioner at the time, her name was Sarah, i never forget her. She said, listen, I'm going to send you to this other doctor who was in Charlotte, because have you ever heard of fibromyalgia? And I said, no, is that another language? Because what is that? and he is deceased now but i went to see him his name was glenn a mccain he was one of the world's leading research doctors in fibromyalgia at the time and he was right there in charlotte north carolina 45 minutes away and i went to see him and he had a brain tumor and that was the ironic thing about this is that he was coming back to work from one of his surgeries and he told me everything that was wrong with me from like five minutes of me talking to him. And I'm looking at him like, okay, God is your prophet or something. And he was like, you know, I've been researching this, dealing with this. So what you do is you go home and you file for disability because you're not going to be able to work. Now, what I didn't like about it is what you're telling me how I'm going to be in a wheelchair and all this. And I'm like, now, okay, God, now listen, I know I asked to be able to work with my kids and all of this, but the, the wheelchair part and crutches part, and I am not claiming that now I was not in Christ where I am now. I was not there then, but I had enough belief in God to know that, uh, I could speak those things that were not as though they were. And I believed in enough prayer had enough faith that God could take care of me, you know, that, that much. And so I, I was just not believing that. So, um, I, I did what he said though, as far as the disability part and stuff, because I was getting worse in that sense. So then I began to research more as far as, you know, some of the foods and things like that. So, um, we could not keep the restaurant because we could not sustain it with my husband working and and me being sick, but I had to come out of work. But I thank God because, um, we now believe that my grandmother had this, um, she died, you know, since then, um, it runs in families. My daughter was diagnosed with it. She's 28 years old now. My sister was diagnosed with it. So it was one of my aunties. And I thank God that through it all, and it just reminded me of the story this morning uh, from Wake Up in the Word, that what Joseph had to go through. I went through a whole lot of hell, if you will, at that time, because even some family members And some friends were looking at me side. I was like, you just don't want to work. You're just being lazy. Nobody's really in that much pain. Nobody can really, you know, go through all of what you're saying you go through. Nobody's really feeling like that. But I had to go through that in order for someone else to be able to see, well, wait a minute. You know, this is real. People are really suffering with that. And so then, you know, some people especially uh, Black women, we, we suffer with it more than uh, ca- Caucasian women. We are um, less diagnosed because doctors don't really listen to us. So I began to be an advocate for some people. I won a scholarship one year to Washington, D.C., um, to fibr- National Fibromyalgia Convention, uh, writing a paper, the hats that I wear. Because we as women, number one, wear a lot of hats, but then as black women, we we wear more hats because of the stress that we endure. So um, that's how the fibromyalgia support group came about, because people really don't understand the pain. A lot of years ago, doctors thought, you know, women were just crazy. They, you know, they just didn't want to work. They was just being lazy. They didn't want to be wives. They didn't want to take care of their children when it's not that. So we have to um, advocate for each other. We have to take care of each other. We have to be um, our brothers and sisters keeper. So that is how um, I just, I, I don't want to say fell into it, but yeah, fell into it because I just knew that if I was feeling like that, if I was going through this, then God, I can't, I can't be the only one. I couldn't be the only one.
0: Wow. That is so, man, there's so many nuggets that we could draw from that. You know, number one, like you were saying about Joseph and how he had to go through that adverse um, situation and how he told his brothers, you know, what you meant for evil, God meant for good, because he brought me to this land in order to save lives. And so the same in your situation. I'm not saying God caused the fibromyalgia to happen, but God right. used that um to be able to minister to other to other women, to other people. And so I know personally um two people that have fibromyalgia. One of them is my sister in Christ. She was actually one of the ones that led me to the Lord. And so Amen. she would, she'd always be hurting, she'd always be like tense and knots and and I would see yes the process and running a business the same way only adds more stress to that ailment. And Mm -hmm. so what I was taught when, you know, when I saw her going through it was it was something that only women got. Now I'm understanding my best friend, a male, he has fibromyalgia. And so, you know, that's where the enemy comes in. The enemy doesn't want to just take out (laughs) one race or, or, one sex, he wants to, he he starts coming in, starts coming in with foods, starts coming in with all the stuff, all the junk, the the toxicity that is in the atmosphere. But God has that plan and that purpose. And so what I just keep hearing in my spirit is is Romans 8:28. God works all things out for the yeah. good of those who love Him and that are called to His purpose. And so no matter, how it, no matter how it happens, God will use every situation to turn it around for other people. And yes. you are so right about being careful what you pray for. Because for years, <laughs> I used to pray if I only had time to write a book, if I only had time to do more ministry, if I only had time, well, God has graced me with that this year, that he has given me the gift of time. And so that's why I'm I'm more I'm I'm doing more podcasts and I'm getting more interviews and I'm connecting with more people because it's it's time right now especially with the world the in the in the position that we're in right now is people need hope. People yeah. need a person like Tabitha to be their voice because there's so many Uh, deeply rooted things. And let's, let's just be honest. Like you said, you know, there's, there's different races that are being treated differently. All right. I'm not black, but I'm pretty Brown. You follow what I'm saying? I've, (laughs) I've gone through those situations of get, get on, get on your face, roll on your stomach. Don't look up when all there was, was a busted taillight. You know what I'm saying? This is 25, 30 years ago. So I understand that part, and so the world needs advocates. The world yeah. needs the voices, and what I keep seeing is Esther, right? So mm. Esther was placed in this position, but Esther got comfortable. And what did Mordecai say? Don't think
1: no, that's in right. One minute, <laughs> that's right.
0: That this won't come upon you. What if you yeah. were saved? For such a time as this. And Amen. so in all of this, add this adversity and all this, all this stuff, let's just call it stuff that's going oh. on in, in, in the world, you know, the world, God knows the world needs people like Tabitha or a Lisa or a Paul or whoever, a Mark, a Steve, whatever, to be able to right. be that voice. And so, you know, I just want to encourage everyone, you know, as as you continue this this story, let's let's really go go deep um on how all of that worked out through your fibromyalgia to be able to help others see and understand that God's will is going to be evident that God's power was able to get you through your adverse season. Let's talk about the power of the Holy Ghost and and Amen. how God really truly brought you through that season
1: amen um well as you see uh it's 2021 I'm not in a wheelchair um i've had yes I've had two back surgeries but I don't walk with a walker I don't walk with a cane I don't have a back brace um any you know any assistance you know, all of the things that uh, the doctor said that would happen. uh, I don't have that. And that's because of God. That's because of Jehovah, God, the one and true living God. And I credit it all to him, you know, and a lot of the medicines that they have tried to put me on, some of them, you know, I've tried. And, and with some of the side effects, I was like, Mm-mm, nope, not going to take it. Uh God, now I'm trusting you. I'm believing you for this. Now, some, yes, I had to take. But uh, I trust God that, you know, and I learned I had to learn to speak the words of God and go in the Bible and find those scriptures that came to to this situation. And I had to apply those scriptures. We can't speak something that we don't know. We can't teach our children something that we don't know. The Bible says to study, to show thyself approved, a workman needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I can't rightly divide that word and apply it to my life and to the situation if I don't know what it means, if I don't know what it says. You know, we like to, you know, pick a scripture. Oh, yeah. where two or three are gathered. Uh, no, finish the scripture where two or three are gathered together in my name, touching and agreeing. Now, don't leave out the in my name because some people say, well, two or three are gathered together um, agreeing. No, you got to go back and put in my name because you might be gathered together and you might be agreeing on some mess that don't have anything to do with God. You see what I'm saying? So I thank God that I had that praying great grandmother and that praying grandmother and that praying mother. And even with my mother-in-law who, um, you know, I can walk out of my back door and walk maybe a hundred yards into her back door. She, um, she suffers with dementia now, but we only had one crossword in 27 years, and it really wasn't a crossword, it was a misunderstanding. But before the sun went down, we had to get that straight. But she was there to help guide me, you know, and help with my children. I have a 90-year-old auntie on my husband, you know, my husband's aunt, but she was there to help. You know, it was a village, it took a village you know, to help with my children and, and to help me to recover. And some praying women, some, you know, praying family members to help get me through, to help get us through. And I, I thank God because, you know, we're being real as a wife. And as my marriage went through, you know, during these years, because how can you have a real marriage and do the wife and husband stuff, you know, when you are in pain. And when when we were young, he didn't understand. I didn't understand. And like, don't touch me. Don't bother me. You, You know, you stay on your side of the ride. I'm gonna stay on my side of the ride, you know, keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times, you know, but it was hard. But I thank God, that he has seen us through this we you know we laugh and we talk about it now we joke about it now but it's by god's grace we grew together and um when i tell you i did not want to start a support group uh you know i'm like okay god listen you know i'm bargaining with god you know okay god listen what if i do this or what if i do that like okay i know better than god like I can tell God what to do. Are, are you serious, Tab? Like, are you serious? But as you see, God got the glory. And then when like the people stopped coming to the support group and it was like no participation, I was like, okay, God, I tried, you know, nobody wants to really listen and all that. So then I, you know, I fell back. But what happened um, last year or the year before is. You know, the Holy Spirit kept nudging me the Holy Spirit kept dealing with me. And then he began to talk about, you know, uh, write, writing this journal and uh, preparing this journal. And I was like, wait, what? I'm Say what now? You know, no, I will help people. God, here I am bargaining again. I will help people as they come along because people never stop coming to me. I never stop, you know, really giving people advice and talking to people about fibromyalgia and things like that. I never did um, because it was just in me, I guess. um, And because of what I go through and I'm always keeping up with uh, some of the ladies that I met in um, D.C. at the time, I've actually gone to three or four national conventions. Uh, My daughter received her Girl Scout Gold Award, which is the highest award in Girl Scouts uh, with fibromyalgia about uh, doing fibromyalgia research. And um, so the planner that I'll be doing, well, that'll be coming out the um, end of the month is about, it's called Faith in Fibro. Finding faith in the midst of pain. Um, It has so many tips about fibromyalgia, fibro facts in it. Uh, The facts about, you know, how fibromyalgia is, things you can do to help lessen your pain Um, just a lot of inspiration in it. Uh, uh, It has uh, declarations in it, because one thing I want people to know is that you decree a thing the Bible says, and it will come to pass. And I begin to, you know, really get Get in God is one of uh, our glory carriers uh, friends say and growth partner, Samantha Simmons, uh, Gaither says get in God. And I begin to get in God during this time. So uh, I don't look at it as something bad that happened to me. I look at it as thank you, God, because part of this journey that I'm on, um, because I'm it's not over yet. So part of the journey that I'm on is it was growth. You know, God will stretch us sometimes. God will take us through some things sometimes, but it's all at how you look at it. You know, if you want to look at stuff as woe is me and blame everybody and everything, then you're gonna be stuck in that place. But if you allow God to stretch you and you grow with God and, and go and grow through God, you know He what uh Ephesians 3 and 20, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think, uh, according to the power that worketh in, uh, in us through Christ Jesus. Okay. So why, why do we always feel that we have to ask God for something and he's going to do what we ask him to do, but we don't want to do what God asked us to do. So yeah, I think about what Christ went through. So the pain that I go through, you know, I'm in pain. We have 7 days in a week. At least 3 of them. But I've learned, you know, how to manipulate it if you will, how to deal with it or whatever cuz it it compares nothing to what Christ went through on the cross. So, hey, you know, every morning that I wake up, thank you Jesus because somebody didn't wake up. I have eyes to see. I might have to wear my glasses, but hey, he gave me four instead of two. Find the good in it. Find the good in it. That that's that's my motto. Now find the good in it because it didn't have to be. He didn't have to keep us here. He didn't have to do it. So if God allowed me to see this day, why can't I help someone else? You know, like um, you know that's the the fiber. Part I learned to, you know, sugars and gluten and things like that. I, I see when I eat these things, how they really cause me to hurt. So I try not to eat them. You know, if you want to hurt, eat them. If you don't, then don't. It's just point blank, black and white. Just don't do it. But, you know, I, I just, I thank God for it. And, you know, like when my cousin died, I, I'm just type of person, if, you, if I can help you, I'm going to help you. That's the way my parents raised us. And when my husband was killed, he, he didn't die. Well, you know, he died, but he was murdered by two, you know, white police officers. So that's racial injustice. So I could not just sit by and not do anything. So, you know, I'm all into that, all for that, because we have to stop this. We just really have to stop this. It's um it's so much. It is 2021. But it's still so much that we have to do. So even with the emotional pain, um, you know, we are in physical pain. But um, I think you said it earlier with your friend: the stresses of life that can cause, you know, emotional. The emotional pain can cause the physical pain. So we just have to learn to, you know, how to do. How uh, if you feel yourself getting upset about something, mm -mm, and that's why now I'm forty-four. I'm like, Mm-mm. I have a, a friend, evangelist, Millie McCullough. I think she's on here. She, her her thing is, it's not pressing. So if it's not pressing, what you stressing about it for? Because I know it'll cause a flare up. I don't need that in my life. Wow.
0: So much good in there. So much nuggets in there. The The number one thing is you can't speak something that you don't know and that's just point blank there's that story in the bible i believe it's in the book of acts where the brothers of uh skevia or skeva whatever um were were uh saying i call you out you know through paul that believes in jesus yes. christ bro you don't <laughs> you know you're calling something out that you have no protection over because you ain't calling, you ain't calling it out in the name of jesus when we uh used to do set free in a church setting there was one night that i knew there was going to be a demonic attack in the altar and i and i warned all my leaders anything that is demonic anything that is that is not just a simple prayer you pass that on to me and holly my wife because we're anointed as pastors to be able to come against that spirit well one of them felt like okay i'm powerful enough um was living in sin come on somebody <laughs> and was and prayed for this person called me at three in the morning i'm being attacked by a demon i'm being attacked by a demon i said why and they said well i prayed for so and so i said and who told you to disobedience. disobedience because you're in a different walk and you're you ain't you, you are trying to lay unclean hands right on something oh that is that is more powerful than you because you are not in jesus name in this moment right so you can't speak what you don't know. And so the Bible says, train a child in the way that he should go and he will never depart from it. So when we start planting those seeds in our kids, and that's why it's imperative. And I love that you said about the affirmations, man, go go to my website, or you can go to bit.ly forward slash I am free download. These are I am statements that are all scripture. Every single one of these are scripture that you speak over your life. Because when you understand that you are seated in heavenly places, like the Bible says that just like you said, when two or more are gathered in my name, I am in the midst, right? And whatever you ask in my name, what does that mean? What you ask that's my will, because Psalms 34 says that be diligent in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't mean that everything that we ask That happens when we're baby infant Christ in in Christ and we start praying and all these blessings start coming. But once you start to mature, Mm -hmm. God will begin to give you the desires of your heart. So what made sense in 2006 don't make sense no more in 2021, baby. Follow what I'm saying? It's time to grow. It's time to go. It's time to leave some of those people behind. And so, man, this is all just getting me pumped up because. The truth be told is that each and every one of us have a voice and each, each and every one of us have a story. Each, each and every one of us have a testimony. My sister, Julie Powell Smith, that just came in, she's got a story of overcoming cancer. She wasn't cured from cancer. She was healed from cancer. Amen. You follow what I'm saying? So those things that we speak, when we understand, just like you said, when we understand what we say, yes. when we come to understand that the blood of Jesus Christ was shed in in certain places in order for us to have power in every area of our life. Amen. Amen. So amen. by the hands, blood, what's blood? It's covenant by your hands. I will bless the what? Work of your hands. Yeah. I will bless everywhere that you step the soles of your feet pierced at his feet, right? All of these different areas. By his stripes, we are healed. Heal.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: All of our transgressions by being bruised. Every Jesus. area that Jesus shed his blood, it represents power. And this Thank is where Lord. we, not we, because I, I don't think that way no more. People that are in the, uh hold on, I'm getting something crazy coming on. Um, people that are are coming in in the body have to understand that until you understand how to apply the blood of Jesus, that Jesus rose from the grave to show us that we have the same power that resided in him. Amen. So many times, there's so many people, and you know this, Tapitha that there's so many people that are just focused on Jesus on the cross. And yes, yeah. we ought to know, okay, I was forgiven for my sin, but Jesus didn't want us to stay there. Why Why was it that the angel came, which was Jesus Christ, and said, what are you looking for? And they're like, we're, we're looking for the dead body. He's like, he gone. <laughs> he rose again. What does that represent? You who's watching has power. And when Amen. you understand the power no matter what the pain is you understand that you have the power to overcome some That's of us right. sometimes we have a thorn that without the thorn we wouldn't depend on God I'm just saying don't make me start preaching because preach preach that right I mean this is this is this is where we have to understand that when we apply the blood of Jesus Christ and we walk in that authority we can walk over serpents snakes We can we we can combat all of those things. And so, man, I'm just I'm just so elated because this conversation has been so rich and this is going to be a part two. So I'm going to have you back in in a couple of weeks and we're going to do a part two because I want the body of Christ. Here's what here's what God showed me years ago. Before the world will even turn to the church,
1: Mm.
0: the pews need to be saved. There's too many Christians that are coming to church that aren't set free. Amen. They have not been delivered. They're so afraid to go back to the crack house, to go pull somebody out. And I've said this before. This is what God gave me. If you are afraid to go into that crack house and pull your family member out or pull somebody out or go minister, then you truly haven't been delivered yet.
1: Come on now, Pastor Paul. Come on. I was talking to someone not too long ago, and um, I was saying the same thing. Because if God has truly set you free, if you are walking in freedom if you are walking in your true freedom and liberty because the bible says to god set free then you are free indeed then you need to own your freedom you need to know who you are and whose you are you know what i'm saying Come now on. when we were out there doing everything we were big and bad enough to do you wasn't ashamed to do it so tell people let them know who you are and walk in your freedom but you can't do that and you can't uh testify you can't uh, witness to someone if you don't know who you are witnessing about if you can't really uh witness to someone if you have not experienced truly had that personal encounter with christ so some some are missing that personal encounter with christ if you have not had that personal encounter if he hadn't truly shown up for you like that then fall on your face fast, pray, do what you need to do and ask him for that personal encounter so you can tell someone that you've had that personal encounter. And now is when we truly need it because time is truly winding up. We see what is going on in Washington. We see what is going on around us. If you don't know someone that has been infected or affected by COVID, just wait a minute. Because it's coming. We see what is going on. And, and I'm not ashamed to tell my children, you are wrong. I'm not trying to be their best friend. God gave me, blessed me with my children, uh, loaned them to me. Because I don't know if I'm leaving first or if they are leaving first. But he called me to wow. be their parents. I'm not to be their best friend. Now, we're going to be friends later on. But I'm to be their parents. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? And yes. if we are not able to tell them right from wrong, what are we doing? If I'm not able to tell my friend that you are wrong, then I'm not a friend. If I'm not able to stand up as a as a minister, as a, a minister of the gospel, who God, God called me to do this. If I'm not able to stand up flat foot, ten toes down and preach the unadulterated truth, then Come I on. need to sit my hind parts down. <laughs> That's what I need to do. You know, and and and, and not only do the, the people in the pews need to get saved, but it's some folks standing behind that pulpit. That Say, it. To
0: saved. Say it. Say because it.
1: Because their ahead. souls are going to be, you know, the, uh, on, the on their hands. You know, it's time out for playing church. It's time to be about God's business. And I'm sick and tired of some folks trying trying to give ministers or clergy, but clergy is not found in the Bible. So pastors or ministers, you know, a bad name. You can't give me no bad rep because my rep is my rep by itself. My mm-hmm. character is my character by itself. Mm-hmm. Now, what you do, that's on you. But but I'm here to stand for for Christ. If I got to stand by myself, I'm going to stand by myself because in judgment day. Guess what? I'm going to be standing by myself anyway.
0: Wow. Wow. Man, this is so good. This is this is one of the reasons why I will not, um, you know, and again, church building. There's people that need it. Right. There's people that, that I was saved through a church in a building. I get it. There was an altar there. I gave my life to Christ. However, my ministry is totally outside of the building. My ministry is, is building somebody one by one, one person at a time, connecting with people, meeting people where they're at. And this is where it's imperative. Like you said, that there are pastors and I'm not bashing pastors. I'm a pastor. I've got my own flaws that I work through all the time, but there's so many that are bound to, to a sickness That is a disease that is truly a spiritual disease that is causing the church not to prosper. You wonder why that anyone is under a certain cover covering that isn't prospering because their cover ain't right. You follow what I'm saying? If it's not in alignment, it flows off the beard the anointing flows off of the beard. And so if you're in this place and Mm -hmm. you're in this place of understanding, listen, I've got it all together and you just got to follow me. That's just control, my friend. But if you are being strictly uh, transparent with your people and vulnerable saying, listen, here's the struggles that I have, but I'm going to continue to walk this out. So pray for me because we are coming together as the body. My job is the messenger you follow what I'm saying? So when we finally get to that place, there are those seasons that I had to step back and say, you know what? I'm not doing this. I can't. I've got to make sure that my household is good. I got to make sure that my first ministry is good. We had to literally shut down set free ministry for about three years. And all I did was online quotes, little videos, but we shut it down. Why? Because my family was a mess. And so once, once we reconstructed and And you know God brought us together. Then it's like, okay, now it's time to relaunch. Now it's time to get back out there. And so we have to understand too that as leaders, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: the people need to understand too. Sometimes they need a break. Yes. So we as the people need to understand that the power is in your voice as well. You have the power to pray and lay hands on your wife. You have the power to lay hands on on your kids. You have the power when you touch and agree to not always count on a pastor. <laughs> the shepherd is there for a reason. Hello. The sheep don't look at the at the shepherd. Can I eat? No. He takes them down to that pasture. They're grazing. They're doing what they do. He's just watching over to make sure that they are good. You follow what I'm saying? And so, man, this has been so, so rich. So if you have any, any closing thoughts, and then let us let us know where we can find you if you have a website or whatever and i can't wait for that book to come out you know uh five five uh, what, what was it five fibro and faith fibro. or something fibro oh, man that's so powerful so any last thoughts and then let us know where we can find you
1: thank you so much again pastor paul um this has truly been a blessing to me and i cannot wait to um come back um thank you to all of our viewers and and listeners uh, truly uh just been a blessing Amen. um so yes faith and fibro be out at uh, the end of the month and uh called you know finding uh, faith in the midst of pain so uh y'all can get that at the end of the month please support and um you know just don't look at your Your people or your family members, you know, sideways when they're talking about, you know, they're in pain. You know, we have to stop brushing people aside because we don't know the struggle that they may be going through. Because a lot of times we hide, you know, and especially as black women, we like to wear the smile, but it's a lot of pain behind that smile because I know I did it, you know, for many years because we think we have to have everything together, but we don't. But anyway, um, you can find me on uh, Facebook. Evangelist Tabitha Strother is my personal page. Talking with Tabitha is the podcast. Please go over, like it, share um, some great uh, talks that we've already had on there. Instagram is Talking with Tabitha. Um, YouTube is Talking with Tabitha. Please su- subscribe. And Twitter is at Evantab. And um, you, we are relaunching the Facebook page that it will be fibromyalgia support network because like i said i i told god i'm you know i'm just giving it up but we can't give up what god has called us to do and what god told us to do and i committed uh after hearing a book by shonda rhimes the year of yes when you say yes and i and i promise i'm closing after this but when you tell god a sure yes when you give him a sure yes no strings attached because, listen, you're going to end up doing what God said to do one way or the other. You know, you're going to be like Balaam and that donkey. You know, you're going to keep hitting your head or, or what, what you're going to do. But I just said, OK, God, I'm doing it your way from here on out doors will begin to open those blessings will begin to flow you will see a chain and i'm not talking about material blessings because a lot of times people think that that's just how they come but i'm talking about deliverance and your children and then your family members and and you know spiritually things like that so i just gave god a just a total yes and freedom i i felt like i was free in my life. And to be honest, you know, since we're being honest, a lot of the pain, you know, I know the weather has me a little achy today, but a lot of the pain even went away when we are obedient to Christ. So I encourage y'all to give God a true wholehearted yes today and truly mean it. So, again, I thank you and I hope to see y'all soon.
0: Amen. Evangelist Tabitha, thank you so much for coming on Coach's Corner Podcast. Like I said, um, I would love to have you back when you get that book out um, so that we can help promote that. Um, My biggest um, thing is being, uh, you know, helping people get their stuff out. You know what I'm saying? And so would love to have you back. Um, So can you pray us out?
1: Sure. Sure. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you now to give you glory, to say thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise and honor, God, because you deserve it. God, if you never do anything else for us, God, you are still worthy. So we bless your name today. God, we thank you for Pastor Paul and his ministry, God. We thank you for each and every person that was on this live during this live. We thank you for those that will catch the replay. God, we pray that you will bless them, bless them coming in and going out. Bless Every aspect of their life, God, show up for them. God, somebody needs a financial blessing, somebody needs you, Lord God, to heal them mentally, spiritually, physically, Lord God, emotionally. God, just touch now in the name of Jesus, do what it is that needs to be done, Lord God. We ask you to bless marriages right now. Touch, Lord God. Show up like never before. Somebody needs to know, Lord God, what a real marriage is like. So do it for them, Lord God. Bless our children and our children's children and their children, Lord God. Show up in our nation. We declare and decree god that the inauguration tomorrow will be exactly what it is meant to be and how you have already set it out to be that there will be no chaos in the name of Jesus so we thank you and as we go out throughout the rest of this day lord god it will be blessed in every way in jesus name we pray amen
0: amen amen well guys when we, when this goes on to Apple podcast we will have all her information on the show notes. I encourage you to follow her here on Facebook or any other social media handle that you um, that she has um, delivered to us. And so once again, guys, remember, just continue to just keep pushing, continue to trust in him. And God is God is the advocate for us between us and our life. And so as he is ours, it's our job to be able to be an advocate for others. So with that being said, I'll catch you on the next uh podcast. Thank you so much, Evangelist Tabitha. And uh, we will see you all soon. God bless.